Hey there, and welcome to Coordinating Chaos with the ADHD Lady. I'm your host, Amanda, and I am so glad that you joined me today. This podcast is for neurodivergence by a neurodivergent. I'm an ADHD coach with ADHD and ASD, and I am here to help. So let's spend some time together now and maybe learn a few things. Hi, friends, and welcome back to Coordinating Chaos with the ADHD Lady. I'm your host, Amanda, and today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about something that many of you, especially those of you who are newly diagnosed or your ADHD has been heavily affected by this darn panorama, may have thought over the past few months. What's an ADHD coach, and how do I get one? So we're going to talk about what an ADHD coach does, and what's the difference with all of these options now? If we get through the episode today, though, and I still have not answered that burning question, please reach out through the Contact Me button over on my website, theadhdlady.org. Before we dive all the way in, though, I do want to mention that if you like the podcast, please be sure to like and subscribe. And a review with your thoughts and five stars always helps. And don't forget that you can find additional resources and coaching materials over at my website. That's theadhdlady.org as well as extra free tips and tricks over on TikTok and Instagram under The ADHD Lady. So let's get rolling. If you're a regular listener, thanks for joining in again and welcome back. And if you're new to the podcast, hi, my name's Amanda, and I am an ADHD coach. And yes, we are going to be talking about ADHD coaching today. Something I'm pretty knowledgeable in. (laughs) So before we start talking about my job, let's talk about ADHD coaching. According to the ADHD coaching organization, ADHD coaching originated in the 90s. Coaching was a result of Dr. Ned Hallowell and Dr. John Rady's book, Driven to Distraction, which is a wonderful insight into the ADHD mind. And it provides firsthand accounts of the ADHD and what was then called ADD experience. Now it's all under one umbrella. Everything is ADHD, but then they have the subtypes of ADHD inattentive type, ADHD hyperactive type, and combined. I am combined type, meaning that I flip-flop between inattentive and hyperactive symptoms. But this book really opened the doors for people recognizing that a new level of support could be provided to the ADHD community. And it has definitely evolved from there, especially as technology has made it accessible to work with a coach on the East Coast when you live in the United Kingdom. Yes, I do have some international clients. And technology has made that possible. So while I'm sitting over here in Pennsylvania (laughs) on the East Coast of the United States, I have clients all across the U.S., in Canada, and over in Europe and the Middle East. And I'm able to do this because of technology. Because whether you're in North Dakota or Israel, I can send either of you a Zoom link. Whether you're in Germany or SoCal, don't worry, we can chat. Because my clients in those areas and I chat. And what do we chat about? Well, that's going to change person to person because each client that I work with has different strengths and challenges because of their ADHD. Some may do okay in the planning area, but they really struggle with their self-esteem and relationships and social skills. So our focus is going to be building up those skills, figuring out strategies that are going to work specifically for them because I'm here as a vessel to help transport the strategies to you, 
but we have to fine-tune those things and figure out together what's going to be the most effective plan for this to be a strategy that's going to work long-term. Because that's the most important part about the coaching process is diving into that deeper element of it and deciphering, okay, why did this planner not work for me? And why did this app not work for me? I need something externally to help me with my planning and time management. But you know, that one was no good. And that one was no good. So what was no good about it? And as your coach, I would ask the right questions to help you get to the bottom of what made the one hard and what made the other a challenge. And then I can provide you additional resources that we can work on together to see if one of them will be a better fit. So just throwing the planner thing out there, I have tried so many in my lifetime. What wound up being the best fit for me was a combination. So at the start of every week, I fill in my Google Calendar for the week. But prior to that, I actually use an appointment book planner. And funny enough, the reason that I discovered that this was a helpful tool for me was because I had gotten sucked into being a Mary Kay representative and then COVID hit, but I still had this planner and I actually started using it and playing around with it. And I realized that having the time broken down that way was the best visual aid for me to really see how my days were being spent. And so the appointment book is the best planner for me. It is the best way for me to keep track of my schedule. But then I also have the digital format so that that can come with me wherever I need to go out in the world. I bring my planner if I know that I need to make plans, but at least I have the digital copy for the week. You know, if someone sends me a text while I'm out at the grocery store and says, hey, can we do this on this day? I have that copy there to say, all right, you know what? I do have an opening. Let's go for that walk. But one thing to keep in mind when it comes to figuring out new strategies is that it takes time. ADHD brains have what's called neuroplasticity, and you may have heard me talk about this on the show before. Basically, what this means is that our brain has the ability to form new neural pathways. And through forming these new neural pathways, what we can then do is implement these new strategies. But the thing is, you have to keep in mind that the existing strategy, whether it's effective or not, is the stronger pathway. So let's say you get a bill late and your typical reaction to that late bill is to take the bill and shove it in a notebook and forget about it. That's the existing pathway. That coping strategy, while it's not a great coping strategy, is the thing that you've been doing because The avoidance is uncomfortable, and to push the discomfort away, we're going to just shove it in a, a book somewhere, and then I don't have to see it, and then I don't have to think about how I didn't pay that bill. But if you and I were working together, what we would do is try to figure out a better system for keeping track of those bills so that, A, you don't have the late payments, and B, you don't have to go into that avoidance. Taking that old pathway and creating a new one that's going to start as a weaker pathway takes time. It's like building a muscle. You can't just go to the gym and pick up 100-pound weights if all you're used to is 5-pounders. Maybe one time you'll be able to do it, but then you're going to pull a hamstring or something and then not be able to pick up any weights at all the next day. It's the same thing with building these new pathways. You have to give yourself time for the new pathway to become the dominant one, which means that you are going to have times where the old pathway wins. 
That does not mean that the new strategies are a failure. That does not mean that you're a failure. That does not mean that coaching isn't working for you. What it means is that the old pathway is stronger and you need to give the new one time to grow. And I do also want to point out that all brains have neuroplasticity, not just ADHD or autistic brains. So we can learn new tricks. (laughs) So what are some other things that ADHD coaches can work on? Well, self-motivation, task initiation is the big piece of that time management skills, those planning and organizing and prioritizing skills. But also, depending on the coach, we might also be working on other areas of difficulty for ADHDers. So for me, I know that relationships are hard for ADHDers. I know that social skills can be hard for ADHDers. I know that perfectionism is a big struggle for so many of us. And so what did I do? Well, I've created courses for all of these and so much more. So instead of you and I just having a conversation, I actually provide slides with resources right there on the screen in front of you. And I talk you through some of the options that we might have for approaching the challenge you're experiencing. So if the challenge is perfectionism, well, in my perfectionism unit, we're going to talk about the different things that make us perfectionists how to work towards a growth mindset instead of the perfectionist mindset, and some strategies for you to start breaking through that perfectionism. But one thing that I really love to do in my coaching is to give you knowledge because knowledge gives you acceptance and understanding. Knowing that, oh my gosh, this is why I do that thing is such an important part of understanding your ADHD, accepting why that happens because of your ADHD, and then finding the right strategy to fit in with where you're at now. We can always build up to more intense strategies, but we need to meet you where you're at at the moment. So for me, when it came to organizing my household, before I could go and deep dive into organizing in all these different ways, I first needed to be able to battle my own executive dysfunction and the shame that came with it for me to actually face my household. Once I worked through that shame and executive dysfunction, I learned how to initiate tasks. I learned how to complete the tasks that I initiated. Then I had the space to start working on building in more of those other organizational tools. Pulling out that clear storage, making different stations throughout my home. One of my favorite stations is actually my activity cart in my bedroom because boyfriend and I love to parallel play. So he'll be sitting there playing on Xbox and instead of me just sitting and watching TV, one thing that I've really been trying to do for my parallel play is diving into my hobbies and special interests more. And I have space up in my office to do that, but I like to do it in the same space that he's in. So I created this little cart that has all of my fun activities that I can do right there in our bedroom. So on the cart, I have some books. That's where I keep my iPad. That's where I have all of my like portable drawing tools. I have some um, word searches and some comic books on there. And it's all right next to my bed on this cart that I can pull in and out and slide right up to the bed so that I can sit there, see him playing, and he can see me doing whatever activity I choose. Now, to some, that extra junk in the bedroom might seem like it's that is disorganized. How can you have that clutter? 
But ADHD-friendly organizing is being realistic of our needs and where we are. So my need was to be present and have that time with my partner, even if we weren't necessarily doing the same activity. So my solution was to have this little rolly cart that could go up to the bed and that I could, you know, store my activities on. And the activities are stored in a nice, neat, organized way. I have this book holder that has the spines facing up so I can see the different books that I have on there. I have a basket for all of the loose drawing supplies. I have a special carrying case for the other drawing materials. And then there's a basket attached to the side that I keep all of the other like books and word search things in. And I can see all of those through it because it's see-through. So this was an ADHD-friendly way of organizing the things that I wanted to keep in that space. And I had to be realistic that if I don't do this, then what's going to wind up happening is that I'm going to pull crafts down from my office and throw them on the bed, and then they're just going to sit in a pile on the floor. The activity cart is a lot neater and more organized, and it's just a better option for me. Because that's the thing. An ADHD coach should be working with you. What is your circumstance? What are your struggles? And what strategies can we make work for you? So timers are a great option for a lot of ADHDers. But if you're an HD autistic person, perhaps, you might not like timers. The sound might frustrate and annoy you especially when it's dinging in your ear in the middle of a hyperfocus and it scares the heck out of you. Well, that's something that you need to tell the ADHD coach. And trust me, I have plenty of clients that have had this struggle. So we've had to come up with alternatives because they still needed something to shock them out of the hyperfocus if they were going to lose track of time and had other important engagements that they had to be present for. But the annoying ding of a regular timer just wasn't effective. So we would brainstorm some other strategies. Maybe a different visual timer that doesn't have the noise could be an option. Maybe an app that they can watch the time ticking by right on their computer screen as they're working is a good option. One of my favorites is using a smartwatch and setting it to vibrate so that it buzzes, you feel it buzzing on your wrist, but you don't get the annoying sound with it. A good ADHD coach looks at what the struggle is with the strategy that you are trying to figure out and helps you come up with a solution that's going to be more effective. And sure, maybe you guys need to come back to the drawing board another two or three more times until you find the right fit. But a coach is there to support you through that. Now, another question you might have is, okay, so I see all of these like different certifications. How do I pick a coach based on that? Well, the reality is that a lot of these ADHD coaching certifications, one, are super expensive. So you can have someone who is incredibly knowledgeable but doesn't have the ADHD coaching organizations certification or any certification because ADHD coaching is not a regulated service. It's not like working with a therapist and you have to have certain state standards that are met and regulations that you're adhering to. With ADHD coaching, just to be perfectly blunt, anyone could decide one day to call themselves an ADHD coach. 
So it's really going to be up to you to decipher if you think the person is knowledgeable enough. A lot of people who find me as a coach find me through watching me talk on TikTok or listening to this podcast here, and they hear that I have the knowledge. ADHD has been a special interest for over two years now for me. I have been obsessive over it. I want to talk about it in every possible circumstance. The second someone says, I think I might have ADHD, I want to start coaching them and helping them, even if they're not a client that is paying me for the service, because this is what I love to do. And for me, my certification is actually just in general life coaching. So I am certified through Transformation Academy, but I don't have the ADHD coaching cert. However, I have taken numerous classes on ADHD and have other certifications for completing those courses. It's not something that is required of ADHD coaches or any kind of life coach or, you know, entrepreneurial coach or whatever, any kind of coach. But it's something that I personally wanted to pursue. I wanted to be confident in the knowledge that I was sharing with others. I wanted to know that I have listened to these professionals. I have taken so many webinars with experts in ADHD, sharing the most up-to-date strategies and ways to handle executive dysfunction because I want to be able to provide a well-rounded service to my clients. I want to provide value. And I can honestly say that I do. For example, something that I provide as a free service if you are a one-on-one coaching client is the option to join in on an accountability group. So this accountability group right now meets twice a week, but I'm looking to expand as my coaching expands to being able to provide that service, hopefully Monday through Friday. We're getting there. But for now, we meet twice a week, and I'm there to help you, one, sort through and prioritize your goals, whether it be working on something for your job or just trying to reorganize in your bedroom or clean out, you know, a doom drawer. This accountability group that I provide to my clients is a great time for you to face those things that feel hard when you don't have that buddy there backing you up. And so during this group, what I do is I provide that level of support. I help you plan and prioritize the goals that you're setting out for the day. And then I check in regularly to see, hey, is there any way that I could help you through thinking of a different way of approaching this organizing? Or are you stuck on the task initiation side? You know, have you tried this? Have you tried that? And this is all a free service that is provided to my one-on-one clients and my small group members which small group will include my upcoming eight to 10 week courses on ADHD and relationships and social skills. So if you decide to sign up for one of those courses, you will actually get access to the accountability group too. In addition to that wonderful free service that I give to my clients, another thing that I do is I give all of my one-on-one clients access to me via text so that I can be there to you know help support you in other ways throughout your week too. This way, if you are really struggling with something, you can shoot me a text and as soon as I'm done with whatever session I'm in, I can write you back and say, hey, have you tried this? Hey, remember when we talked about that other strategy? Do you remember that? And then the other amazing thing about that is I get texts from my clients that are like, guess what? I did my dishes. My kitchen is spotless. I'm so proud of myself. And then I get to cheer them on and be super proud of them too. 
gosh, is that such a wonderful feeling. I just love having that moment to be their cheerleader because that makes me feel so fulfilled as their coach, knowing that they are making this incredible growth. They are overcoming these challenges. And each person has a different rate and pace at which they overcome those challenges. Each person has different areas in which they have grown. Some may have grown tremendously in how they handle their executive dysfunction, but then there are others who are making social growth that they didn't think that they would ever be able to achieve. And again, that goes back to the personalized experience of this is the struggle that you are having. How can we meet you there? So as you can clearly see, I have a lot of resources that I provide to my coaching clients. Whether you're joining in on one of my small groups, on one of my webinars, or if you're a one-on-one client, not only do I have those units that I talked about earlier where there is all of that information, there are follow-up worksheets and practice things for you to work on to continue to build those skills outside of our conversations. I also have a whole bunch of external resources in that same capacity. You want to talk about timer methods? I've created a timer method. It is very ADHD friendly. Honestly, I feel like it is better for ADHDers than something like Pomodoro, which can be a great method too. But I've actually talked about the carry method in a previous episode of the podcast. And it works really well for my clients because I'm an ADHDer too. These things that I coach my clients on, I've tried too. And also something I do in my coaching is I'm very upfront with my clients. If it's something that didn't work for me, I still tell them what those options are because, hey, if it didn't work for me, it doesn't necessarily mean that it won't work for them. But a lot of the times they appreciate me sharing that, that, hey, this is a choice, but it's a choice that I personally didn't find to be as helpful as this other choice. And they get to make the decision, okay, well, let's practice the other one first. Or, no, I really do want to try that that first method we were talking about. I think that might fit better for me. And it might. And a good coach recognizes that. We are not all built the same. We have similar struggles, yes, but we also have different lifestyles. So we're going to need to keep those types of things in mind when we're trying to distinguish what strategy is going to be the most effective. Like workplace accommodations, for example. I have a number of clients who I have discussed this with, and for some, their companies are way more willing to implement these other accommodations. Then I have other clients who there is a fear for even asking, and I'm there to support the best that I can and to help them figure out any other workarounds that they can do then until they've gotten to the point where they feel confident and comfortable enough with having that conversation with an employer. It is not my job to push and to force people to do things. Unless you specifically ask me, like, Amanda, I need you to push me to get this thing done because I love being an accountability buddy. In fact, I'm about to send two text messages to people who have deadlines coming up on Monday and need the accountability because this is what I do for my clients. My coaching has a lot of value and I'm really proud of that. There is a lot that I offer to my clients. And that is unique in some cases. So if you've been on the fence with coaching, I hope this answered some of those questions. There's a lot of time that I give to my clients in the follow-ups, in the accountability. At the end of the day, you're getting a lot more than 50-minute sessions. And I'm really, really proud of what I've built. I'm happy with the services I provide. And my clients will tell you that too. And I'm actually going to end today's episode with a testimonial from one of my fantastic clients. So they say, 
Amanda has been incredibly helpful with handling my attention and motivation issues. She has given me some fantastic tools for helping me get through my day-to-day life and taking care of tasks that I've always struggled to handle. Starting coaching has been one of the most beneficial things in my life, and Amanda has been awesome. She listens very well and gives amazing insight on both how to help with my issues and why I may be struggling. Her tools have been helpful in so many ways that I never would have thought about. I couldn't be happier with how coaching has gone. This is why I do what I do, guys. I have always been a helper. It has always meant so much to me to be able to help others and to make a difference in their lives. I love that this is what I get to do every day. I love that I get to help you guys. That's all I could have ever wanted. And when I get testimonials like this, first I cry because I appreciate it. But afterwards then too, (laughs) I remind myself that this is why I took this leap. This is why I left the job that I was at for eight school years because I helped kids in that job. But I get to help now in a completely different way. And it means the absolute world to me. And I would love to see all of you join into my group classes or one-on-one coaching, but I know you have to find the right fit for you. So if you'd like to find a different ADHD coach, there are a few different places that you can take a look at. But keep in mind what I mentioned earlier, you've got to do the research. But the ADHD directory is great. Camden's a wonderful resource. Tell her the ADHD lady sent you and she can help connect you with someone. Attitude's website also has a directory of coaches, and so does Chad's website. Then, of course, you can find other coaches on TikTok, on Instagram, on Twitter, and Fiverr. But know with all of these, you have to do that other research. See what they have on their website. See if they have a YouTube channel. See if they have a TikTok and if they have a podcast. But also, when you listen to that podcast, see if they're actually giving you full tips or if they're just dragging you along. That's something I really try not to do in my episodes. I try to just help you guys. I know that's giving a lot of my value away for free, but the biggest thing I care about is helping. And I hope today's episode gave you guys some insight into ADHD coaching and some things that you can expect from it. All right, friends, I think I have talked your ears off long enough for this week. Do want to just let you all know that I'm going to be making some changes to when my episodes are going to be released. This will be the last Friday episode. I'm going to start releasing episodes on either Tuesday or Wednesday. I haven't quite pinned it down just yet. So if you don't want to miss a new episode, make sure that you hit that subscribe button so you get alerted when the new episode comes out. Next week, we're going to start talking about social skills. I have actually moved my March webinar back a little bit. So I had a lot of interest, but several people saying that they really wanted to attend, but they weren't going to be able to make it that weekend. And the signups I already had were actually very happy to change the date. So it worked out for everyone, and hopefully it works out for you too, because I have five discounted tickets where you're getting $30 off general admission for listening to this podcast today. But there's only five of those tickets available. So if you are interested in taking that course, grab those tickets while you can. They're under podcast listener. And speaking of discounted tickets, I do also want to mention that at the end of March, Sheila Henson and I are running our executive dysfunction webinar again. You may have remembered our episode from the fall. Well, we're doing the whole class over. It was amazing the first time around, and we're really looking forward to this next round of it. We have access to your pricing, though, and those tickets are also limited. And one of those tiers is $25 tickets. So if you are interested in a jam-packed weekend of executive dysfunction, help and support, not just from two wonderful coaches, but also from your community, hop on over to theadhdlady.org to grab those tickets while they're available. There are a few other access prices as well. 25 is just the starting point. 
But if you do see a lot of value in what Sheila and I provide, you are welcome to pay the full general admission price because we have put so much time and work into creating this course for you guys. And I really hope to see you all at these classes. As you heard today, there is a lot that I bring to the table when I'm creating these courses. So thank you all again for joining me today. If you like the podcast, please make sure you hit that five-star button and shoot me an email if you have an idea for another episode. And if you are interested in coaching or any of the other resources that I talked about today, please be sure to visit my website, theadhdlady.org for more information. You can also follow me on all of my social media accounts under the ADHD Lady as well. So thank you all again. This is your host, Amanda, the ADHD Lady, signing off.